0: You ready? Welcome back to another episode of I Don't Know What to Call This YouTube channel. I am your host, Lexington Jones. This is my co host, Bronxy. And on today's video, we are getting into permitting. But first, goodbye, Bronxy. Goodbye, Bronxy. <laughs> but first, your boy got a haircut. I look like a goddamn square watermelon with this haircut. Your boy looks like a goddamn striped. Calf with this swiffer right here. woo! I look legitimately like a baby like a baby boy. Like a baby boy. I look like Bronx like the baby boy. Yeah, I look legitimately like a child. And uh I'm not sure how I feel about it. So yeah. There you go. Alright, but let's get into this video. This video is about permitting, which might be my least favorite part of starting a glamping business. But in order to do permitting, you basically have to reverse engineer what you want to get out of it. You're basically playing chess, meaning that there are multiple ways to get to the same outcome. So permitting correctly really depends on three major things. The first one is the type of structure you want to do. The second one is the number of units you want to have on your land. And the third is the type of zoning your land is. I will give an example here. Let's say you wanna do an airstream on one acre of land, and that land is zoned agricultural residential, then you have to do a conditional use permit. So the reason why I said you have to reverse engineer and then it's like chess is that basically you have two constants and the third option basically dictates itself. So back to my example of the airstream, say I want to do a airstream and I have a one acre zoned agriculturally residential, then I know I can only do one unit with a conditional use permit. Then let's say we have 10 acres and I want to do multiple airstreams, then that determines a different permit that I would have to get for the structure when my land is zoned and how many units I want to have on that land. So, step number one is really figuring out what type of unit you want to do and how many units you want to have on your piece of land. And then it is to find the right zoning for that land. So previously in the land video, I've walked you through how to find the correct zoning that you're in and we're actually gonna go back to the zoning and ordinance table, and that is going to show you the type of permit that you need. So let's jump in here right now. All right, let's jump into our zoning ordinance for Coconino County. We're gonna scroll all the way down. All right, you scroll all the way down to in the Coconino County website, it's called residential zones permitted and conditional uses. This is where you are going to find what type of permit you are going to need based on what you want to do and the type of land that your zoning is. So as you can see, it is a grid on the top rows. You have the residential zoning districts, which is basically how your land is zoned. And then on the left-hand columns, you have the type of uses that you're going to want to do. I wanna backtrack a second and think about this from an overview standpoint and from a strategy standpoint. There are a bunch of different ways you can do this. One, you can get a piece of land and go down the residential standpoint if you want to do an airstream or a travel trailer or a tiny home, right? Because those permit those can permit as a single family residence, and you and even like a yurt I think can permit as a single family residence. But you can only have one or two of them on your piece of land, depending on the type of unit. If anything more than I think it's like in Coconino County, for example, you can only do one travel trailer per land if it's zoned residential, right? I'm not going to be able to do 17 airstreams all on one piece of land and call it residential. That then would turn into a commercially zoned property and commercial permits. So as I said, you can either do the residential route zone it and permit it as a residential single family residence and then put that on Airbnb. Or if you want to do multiple units, you would have to get some type of commercially zoned property and commercial campground permit. So let's, let's dive in this so that you can see real examples. So uh, let's say my land is agriculture residential. And let's say I want to do a uh, recreational vehicle or travel trailer as a permanent residence. If I am an agricultural residential, I go down and I go to this column and it's a conditional use permit. So that is just one type of use that I can do on my agricultural residential piece of land, right? So then if I go down, I can also do a single family dwelling, tiny house on a permanent foundation that can be permitted. Now the difference between a conditional use permit and a just a permitted structure is that a permitted structure you permit it once it's done deal and you don't need to reissue permits or do uh, any type of continuous permitting you do it once you pay your permitting fees and then you're done now and that's like that's like normal homes right now if you're doing a conditional use permit Conditional use permits only typically last for two years because they're conditional, right? So you are basically getting permitted as a conditional use. And then after the two years is up, you have to reapply for your permits and get and explain why you're staying longer and living in this type of structure. So if we scroll down, you can see accessory dwelling uh, is permitted in an agricultural residential. So the reason why I said you could do multiple units because on an agricultural residential, you can do single-family residence and then you can do a, a accessory dwelling unit which is like an ADU that way you can have two units on one piece of land and then if we scroll up if you look at campgrounds right campgrounds are not allowed in agriculture residential but if you have a generally zoned piece of land you can do a campground and that again is done as a conditional use permit some regulations for conditional use permits is that you're only allowed to be operable uh, a certain amount of time per year so like 180 days out of the year you're only allowed to be uh, up and running now that changes because this is obviously under the commercial and other uses not residential zoning now let's go down to commercially zoned properties right so let's go down if you scroll all the way down here same exact type of table right but now these are all different types of commercially zoned property. Uh, let's go down to campgrounds. Campgrounds permitted with an uh, administrative permit, that's what the asterisk means, in uh, CG 10,000 and CH 10,000. Now CG 10,000 for Coconino County is commercial general zone and CH 10,000 is commercial heavy zone. So that's basically the next step, right, is knowing the zone that you're in, knowing what you want to do in that zone or on your piece of land for your glamping business, and then figuring out what type, first, if it's allowed, and second, what type of permit you will need. So then once you know the type of permit you need, a lot of counties have portals. You basically go onto their portal and submit permits yourself. Now most of the time you're going to need a number of different documents, one being a site map which is basically where your units are going to be placed on your land, how far away that you are from the borders, where a septic tank would go, etc. That process is pretty lengthy. So now I don't know the process for obviously all different types of permits for each county, so I'm not going to try to explain how to do every type of permit. I'm just going to explain what we do in Coconino County and how we permit our structures. All right, so this is basically how we do our permitting. Uh, We found that the land out in uh, Valley or Grand Canyon Junction is not that expensive and it is actually a scaling wise, if we wanna do multiple units, is smarter to do multiple pieces of land with one travel trailer per unit. Here's a caveat and this is what I did not do. What you need to do is do a TUP, which is a temporary use permit, which lasts for 120 days. You basically fill it out, pay a fee, and you get to have your travel trailer up on your piece of land for 120 days legally. I didn't do that and I got in really big trouble because I did not do that. So I'll tell you what I did and then I'll tell you what I should have done. I put it on the piece of land and started the conditional use permit process, which starts off with a phone call with the county. It's called your pre-app meeting and basically they walk you through the entire process. That's step number one. Step number two is you submit a site map and basically a little write-up of who you are, why you're moving to the land, et cetera, just a little about you and you actually have to print submit that to the county make sure that they approve it and they give you a, a, a few other documents that you have to fill out and then they give you addresses these addresses are your neighbors within 300 feet of your property you legitimately have to print out all of these documents and mail each letter to each of one of your neighbors and let them know who you are and what your plans are for moving onto your piece of land so what is also included in that letter that you sent out your neighbors is basically a time and place to meet. You have to hold a public meeting with all of your neighbors, explaining and introducing yourself, a little meet and greet for your neighbors to, to basically say what out. So step number two is kind of, a, kind of a doozy one, but basically you have to get a site map and fill out a bunch of forms that the county sends you. And you have to take the site map, those forms, and a document of a date and time of a meeting that you are going to hold for you and your neighbors. And you have to send that to the neighbors within 300 feet of your land. Once you do that, step number three is basically holding that meeting. In Coquino County, you can do that meeting through Zoom, which is nice. And no one showed up to mine. So I literally was on Zoom for 30 minutes, uh, and no one joined. And it was very lonely. Sad and you have to write up a little write-up for the county and tell them what you talked about, etc. Now, since no one showed up, my write-up was very small, and I sent that into the county. Once that's set into the county, you then have to pay your fees. For a conditional use permit, it's about uh, like 200-ish dollars, and then once you pay your fees, it goes into the permitting council for Coconino County. They then, every quarter, vote on issuing conditional use permits. And once they uh, hold their meaning, they can either accept you or reject you. And if they accept you, then you get your conditional use permit. Now, that whole process takes about three to four months. I thought that it was gonna take a lot quicker. And I didn't know that if you're not operating within those, if you're, if you're trying to operate within those three to four months, you have to get a type of permit called a TUP. A TUP is a temporary use permit that is very, very simple. You basically write up a little paragraph of who you are and what you want to do. You send it into the county and pay a small $100 fee and you get a temporary use permit. That temporary use permit is valid for 120 days. That basically bridges the gap between us putting our trailer on our land and our uh, conditional use permit being accepted. Again, I cannot stress this enough. Make sure you get your permits. Make sure you get your permits. Make sure you are following all of the county guidelines, as I did not. And I had literally code enforcement come onto my property and send me a written notice saying that everything needed to stop. That is how we did our permits. And I know that is so niched out on a travel trailer, agricultural residential, permitting as a single family residence with a conditional use permit. I understand that that type of permit, not everyone is going to do. Uh, I can't speak about how to do a campground permit in South Dakota because I've never done that. The overall sequence is the same, right? Find out what type of zoning your piece of land is, know what type of units and number of units you wanna do and the type of units. So like seven bell tents or 25 airstreams or figure out what you want to do and then figure out one you're allowed to do it and if you're allowed to do it, what type of permit you are going to need. Now here's a quick note. If you do have questions and you wanna call your county, I would have your questions written down uh, very concisely and try to do as much research as you can on their website and on the ordinance zoning ordinance table before you call them because in my personal experience, working with the county isn't always the uh, easiest or friendly experience. All right, so that is what you need to know about permitting. In the next video we're going to talk about your dream team which is your handyman, your cleaner. I will see you in the next video. See you later.